Good morning. The highlight of our week, that is for Ian and myself, is coming to you on a Tuesday morning and bringing the Word of God unto you. It's an honor and it's a privilege. Thank God in His last and closing days, He's using the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And you know what? It's so true. God might use the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, but the fools do not remain fools. God's word is able to make us wise. We're going to continue with our subject, fivefold ministry. And remember, we use the hand to explain the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the wedding ring, and the teacher. We're going to continue, but before we do so, let's have a word of prayer. And today is Ian's birthday, and we want to acknowledge that day. I said to him, uh, we went for lunch, and we had a good time together. I said to him, hey, the day you were born, you rocked the world. <laughs> and praise God, Ian is now over four years working with me and for me. Notice what I said, for me and with me. And he's become an integral part of my ministry. And much what has been done are owed to Ian. And I say this very humbly and also with pride. I pay Ian. I actually pay him. But I'm, I'm not paying what he, what he ought to receive. But he doesn't grumble. He doesn't in any way moan. He takes it with a smile. And he's here to support my ministry. In fact, he's become part of our family. My wife just loves him. And she said to me last night, where are you taking Ian for lunch? I hope not Burger King or KFC. <laughs> I said, no, I'm taking him to a, to a better place. And we had a lovely lunch together. So come Ian, we want to pray for you and wish you the best for your birthday and in the days that lie ahead. Sit down Ian and we're going to pray for you. Father, we bring Ian to you this morning and we thank you, God, for Ian coming alongside of me in the ministry and that, oh God, to bring the word to the saved and the unsaved. He's made many sacrifices, oh God, to be found in this ministry and I ask you, God, to reward him. I pray in the days that lie ahead, oh God, you will lack nothing, oh God. You'll meet his every need. We even pray for his future concerning O oh God, sit in down and get in married, that God, it will happen, O oh God, in Jesus' name. We pray, Father, you'll watch his going out and his coming in. And surely, God, not only will you go before and go behind, but you continue to be in him, O oh God, that even as he opens his mouth and puts his hand to the plow, that God, he be an inspiration to the body of Christ. Use him, O oh God, for your praise and glory in Jesus' name. Remember his family, watch between them, O oh God, and above all, O oh God, in the days that lie ahead, let the church recognize this humble man, and that God, through his ministry, you will get the praise, the glory, and the honor, and we pray in Jesus' name, with much thanksgiving, amen. Amen. Want to say a few words? Okay. Uh... Yeah, it's great to be here and for another Tuesday, being able to do these videos uh, online with Joe. And I really pray that 
today's messages will bless you and that um, you'll really take in what Joe is saying and that uh, you'll learn more about God and more about growing in Him. Amen. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Ian. As I said, we're going to continue our teaching on fivefold ministry. Before we do so, let's turn to Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray. Father, we are so thankful. We sense your mighty presence. And in your presence, O oh God, there is the fullness of joy. Our cup runs over with joy as your presence, O oh God, is with us. We are bathed in your mercy and your grace this morning. And even as we break the word, Ian and myself, O oh God, we pray that there will be a quickening upon the word and that for your glory and your honor. We know, God, these subjects and fivefold ministry God, they, they are needful for the church. So we ask, God, that I will not only speak, but the Holy Spirit will speak through me, that, God, I might be an encouragement to the body of Christ, and that for your praise, your glory, and your honor. Bless this word and speak through me, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Like I said, we're going to continue with the fivefold, and this morning we're going to discuss the pastor. Amen. Known as the finger of the wedding ring. Now, P is for pastors, governors of the church. And to my amazement, I had discovered that the word pastor is only mentioned once in the word of God and that in the Old Testament. You know what the Old Testament says? As for me, I have not hastened from being a pastor to follow thee. Neither have I desired the woeful day. Thou knowest that which came out of my lips was right before thee. And that's recorded in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 16, and that being the K, King James Version. Amen. Now, however, the plural form pastors is mentioned seven times. In the Old Testament and once in the New Testament and please note the King James versions version it is remarkable to note that the words pastor and pastors are associated with the feeding the watering and the protecting of a flock of sheep as we read in Psalm 23 many translations use the word shepherd instead of the word pastor the New Testament refers to a people of a people of God and the church eight times as a flock, thus connecting the flock to a shepherd pastor. 
Of the seven times parsons are mentioned in the Old Testament, four times it is clearly associated with a shepherd pastor. Considering all of the above, we conclude that the ministry of a shepherd pastor is to lead the flock to grazing ground, lead the flock to drinking water, and also to protect the flock. The ministry of a pastor may thus be summed up in one word, care, C-A-R-E. The pastor cares for his flock, his congregation. He feeds them on the finest of the wheat, Psalm 81, verse 16. He leads the sheep to still waters, Psalm 23, verse 2. He protects the sheep from the wiles of the enemy, John chapter 10, verse 11 to 18. After all what has been said of the role of the pastor, it is extremely essential that the ultimate spiritual truth of the role of the pastor is not missed or overlooked. There is one word that beautifully sums up the imperative role of the pastor, and that word being lead. He leads his people. Let me reiterate that. The major function of a pastor is to lead his people. The pastor leads them to green pastures, to still waters, and to the paths of righteousness. Some scholars may not agree with me, but I do believe the ultimate role of a pastor is to lead his congregation. Sad to say, they cannot lead themselves. In fact, they are not meant to lead themselves. As the congregation is fed by the pastor, as he introduces them to the still waters of the Holy Spirit and separation from the evils of this perverse world, there will be no doubt come a time that they will mature and be able to stand on their own two feet, not being swayed by every wind of doctrine. And that's recorded in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. In the introduction of this book, I had mentioned how fortunate I was to have been taught and trained by such great men as Dr. Don B. Coleman, Pastor Paul Seberg, and Apostle Edwin Gray. One of these three stalwarts of the faith gave an amazing teaching on the role of the pastor, highlighting the shepherd's protection of the sheep. In Bible times, many of the shepherds were in cahoots with thieves and robbers. Together with the thieves, the shepherd would stage mock thefts. The thieves would beat the shepherd up, no doubt being very careful not to do too much harm, and then move off with some of the sheep or all of the sheep. The shepherd then battered and bruised would present himself to the owner of the flock, endeavoring to convince the owner that he had put up a good fight to protect the sheep. However, because he was outnumbered, he lost some of the sheep or all of the sheep. No doubt, at times this was very convincing, yet there were those certain times that the owner saw through the ploy and the plot. The heart-renting part of the teaching was when Christ was presented as the shepherd of shepherds. His flock was attacked by the powers of darkness 
and ravening wolves. They flogged his back with a short whip, which had lead balls and sharp bones tied into leather tongs. They crowned him with a crown of thorns, drove nails into his hands and his feet and feet nailed to a cross. They pierced his side and numbered his bones. The good shepherd Jesus Christ went to the owner of the sheepfold and that being the father and presented himself showing God our father his horrendous wounds and exclaimed joyfully that none of the sheep had been stolen by the thieves and robbers. He put up an excellent fight. What? Hear what he says. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I kept. And none of them is lost except the son of perdition, that the scripture may be fulfilled. John 17, verses 12, New King James Version. Let me read another scripture. That the same might be fulfilled which he spoke. Of those whom you gave me, I have lost none. John 18, verse 19, New King James Version. Jesus, our perfect shepherd pastor, willingly gave his life for the sheep. He personally said that no man could take his life. Like Jesus, the ascendant gift of pastors is a life lived for the betterment of his congregation. Not only is his ministry on the altar of sacrifice, his life is also on the altar. The following acronym given to me by the Holy Spirit truly sums up the role of the pastor. And let's spell it. P-A-S-T-O-R spells? Pastor. Pastors always serve toward our righteousness. Let me reiterate that. P-A-S-T-O-R. Pastors always serve toward our righteousness. Their whole life is centered upon an altar of sacrifice for your benefit and my benefit. They lead us to green pastures. They lead us to loving waters. Amen. They protect us from the enemy. Their life is a life of dedication. They serve us as Jesus served us. Amen. This morning or last night, the Lord spoke to me. Now, I must say this, people, my, my way, the way that God speaks to me, I'm not saying it's unique, but I don't hear thunder and lightning. I don't hear a voice. But in the very recesses of my inner being, God gives me words. And I, I don't know whether it was last night while I was lying on bed, lying in bed rather, or this morning. But he, the Lord gave me an acronym for pastoral, the pastoral ministry. And it goes P-A-S-T-O-R-A-L. And let me give it to you. Pastors always serve towards our righteousness, activating life. Because the life of the pastor is on the altar for your benefit and my benefit. That sacrifice, when it's consumed by God, activates life, spiritual life in you and I. We owe so much to our pastors. You know, I say it sadly. I love my pastor, Apostle Edwin Gray. But being a young convert, I gave him a hard time. I always challenged this man. I will add I was never ever rude to him, but I spoke my mind. But if ever there's a time 
that I appreciate that man of God it is now. Because the teachings, those proverbs that he spoke from the altar, I don't remember much of his sermons, but those little phrases, they permeate my spirit and my mind. I owe so much to this mighty man of God, who I say willingly gave his life and even sacrificed not only himself, but his family as well. That I and so many people of open door assemblies have a better life. I, I say from the depths of my heart, I'm a bitter man because of that man who gave his life for me. Not only did Jesus give his life, but thank God there are many pastors that give their life for their congregation, their sheep. Now, of the fivefold ministers, the pastor is the only resident minister. Let me reiterate that once again. Oh, I just love that word. Of the, oh, and I, I, I'm saying this very lovingly, so you of open door, don't misinterpret me. I always do tease my pastor. I said, hey pastor, I'm leaving my Bible at home when I come to church next week. I'm going to bring my dictionary. You with these elongated words. <laughs> and he would just laugh and say, Joe, we've got to build up our vocab. It's not just uh, preaching to people. we also got to take them from the level where they're at and boost their level so they can be accepted in society. I, I used to laugh at it, but you know, it's the truth. It's because of this man that I, 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 I intensified my vocab. I know sometimes, being a Catonian, I mispronounce the words, but I owe so much to that man. And uh, I, know, I, I know from the depths of my heart, he's smiling down from heaven upon me and upon his congregations. Of the fivefold ministers, the pastor is the only resident minister. His unique ministry is not usually directed to the body of Christ. He concentrates almost exclusively on the local church. Many scholars refer to his relation with the local church as a husband and wife relationship. And I think that's true. I would agree with them. They see him as married to the local church. Just like a husband that always wants to be close to his beloved wife, never wanting to leave her side, his life and ministry centers around his congregation. And like the good shepherd that he emulates, he too is touched with the feelings of their infirmities, the infirmities of the flock. By the way, Hebrews 4.15, he cares for his flock, 1 Corinthians 12.25. He is their burden bearer, Galatians 6.2. He is their intercessor, James 5, 16. He is their protector, John 12, 11. He is their spiritual provider, Psalm 23. He is their promoter, Psalm 75, verse 6. You know, the ministry of a pastor is such a demanding ministry. Your life is taken up with others. You've got to die to yourself. Your, your whole life centers around others. You go to bed with their problems. You wake up from sleep, and I must say sometimes a troublesome sleep. You wake up with their burdens. You carry their burdens. He is a burden bearer. And you know, pastors, 
They, they are burden bearers and their strength is their prayer life. Your burdens and my burdens weigh heavy upon their shoulders. And I tell you, when weight of other people's pain and sorrow weighs upon their pastor, he is forced to his knees. And when he's on his knees, he's at his strongest because he lifts up his heart and his spirit and his hands and he prays on your behalf. Thank God for pastors. Pastors today is very rare to find true pastors. You know why? Because there's a gross imbalance in fivefold ministry. Apostles are becoming pastors now. And it's not meant to be that way. An apostle cannot care for the flock the way a pastor cares for his flock. It's a different grace. Oh, hallelujah. And it's not meant to offend you. It's but to bring the truth unto you. Though often referred to as a husband, the pastor among the spiritually inclined, he's also seen as a father. Oh, and praise God. We had a loving pair, Sister Elaine Gray and Pastor Gray. They were the father and mother of the church. And when I speak of fatherhood, the three P's of su successful spiritual parenting is prominent in the caring minister, ministry of a pastor. The three P's. The pastor, now look here, three P's, the P with the P with the P with the P. The pastor, first and foremost, he's a provider. Secondly, he is a protector. And thirdly, he's a promoter. As a, far, a spiritual father, he excels. Let me give you another acronym that the Lord gave me concerning fatherhood, concerning the role of a pastor as a father. Let's spell it. F-A-T-H-E-R. Fathers always teach heaven's eternal righteousness. I'm going to reiterate that. I'm going to repeat that. F-A-T-H-E-R. Fathers always teach heaven's eternal righteousness. Amen. Like I said earlier on, I always used to debate with my pastor. And I always said, uh, I always said, hey, there's no such thing as a woman pastor. Hey, I've changed my mind. <laughs> I've grown in the Lord. Amen. And when I look back at Apostle Edwin Gray's wife, I now see her as a pastor. Whenever her husband was away performing his apostolic ministry, planting churches and imparting uh, apostolic doctrine throughout the country, she stood in. Maybe she wasn't in uh, on the pulpit, but she was there among the people, caring for them, protecting them, providing for them. And this, Sister Elaine Gray, is for you. Pastor Edwin was a father, but you have always been a mother. And let me spell it. M-O-T-H-E-R. And like a pastoral mother, mothers only teach heaven's eternal righteousness. Open door, oh so much, to Pastor Gray and Sister Elaine Gray. And also to men like, uh, what was his name? Oh, oh, he was the evangelist, oh man. Uh, Archie Kirsten, who also had a pastor's heart. Amen. 
uh, Arthur Gray even, uh, the teacher, oh, I forgot his name, oh boy, Lord, forgive me. Uh, he was a teacher by profession also. And then there was um, the evangelist, uh, Alan Redman, who's passed on to glory. Uh, and then the prophetical man, Des Lottery, oh. And then the teacher, oh, what was his name? He was, oh boy, how can I forget these names, Lord? Colin Ellis, oh boy. We had good ministry, but what, what, what was the, the outstanding, the outstandingness uh, uh, of all this ministry was they complemented each other. And we not only had an apostle in the sense to be apostolic minded and trusted, we had a pastor. There was a strong pastoral ministry in our church. We were loved, we were cared for, we were rebuked, we were chastised, we were disciplined. Amen. And this is what's so needed in the church. Please, men of God, the apostle cannot replace the pastor. The prophet cannot replace the pastor. You have, if you are apostolic, then you will be like Paul in most cases. You will have a ministry of an apostle, a ministry, you first and foremost will have a ministry of an evangelist, then an apostle and a teacher, not pastoral. You are a man that's on the move, on the move, on the move. A husband doesn't leave his wife, but an apostle is always out there doing other work. And it's not good for him to leave his wife, but he's got to. And therefore, the pastor who is the husband of the church, he looks after the wife, the church. Please, my brethren, if I sound harsh, I'm not meant to be harsh. But let us govern the church the way it ought to be governed with the fivefold ministry. Let the pastor pastor. And you that are other gifted men, submit to the man. It doesn't mean that you, 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 you will not be recognized, you will be. If you are an apostle, then use it as your base, but hand the church over to the pastor because he will care for the church, not the way you care. You will care for the world. But he will care for the church. The pastor is a man of God with great empathy. The pain and heartache of his congregants weigh heavy upon his heart and his shoulders. He does not sympathize. He empathizes. He's at one with his congregate congregation. Their pain is his pain. Their joy is his joy. Their demise is his demise. Their promotion is his promotion. Their sin is his sin. Their victory over sin is his victory of sin. He is one with his flock. Praise God. He is their burden bearer. Like Jesus. He is touched with the feelings of their infirmity. Hallelujah. 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 Let me give you the acronym for care. C-A-R-E. Caring always reveals empathy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I fail to um, dedicate this particular video. And I just want to do it now. I'm dedicating this video to Apostle Pastor Edwin Gray and his dear wife, Sister Elaine Gray. I say it with love, 
I know there were times that I debated with you dear people and it wasn't in any way to be um, how shall I say it wasn't in any way to to show disrespect but I, I always been that kind of person but I want to say from the depths of my heart pastor there there you are with the Lord now and I know you can hear it and I say to you sister Elaine who's still alive I owe so much to you too. And thank God, when I left open door, hands weren't laid upon me. Amen. I wasn't sent out as an apostle, but I left that church in a good spirit. I was prayed for and released. I want to, and I want to thank you from the depths of my heart that you share so much in my ministry. And I say it with love. Because of you, I preached in, preached in about 12 countries. I touched many churches. Here in New Zealand for about four years, I was an unofficial missionary to the Tongan people. And I want to say this, you share in my ministry. God bless you and keep you. And may your children be blessed because of your hard labor. And surely your labor as mine is never in vain. I close now and I want to say from the depths of my heart, from the depths of my heart, that we are what we are because of fathers and mothers in the ministry. And I have to reiterate it. There comes that word once again. Please, ministers, let the right gift, let the right gift Pastor, apostles, prophets, evangelists, and teachers don't pastor the church. You know, one of the hallmarks of apostolic ministry is raising a man as a pastor and then releasing him as a pastor. And then that apostle takes that church which he has grounded in apostolic doctrine and he uses it as his base. And then if he's a mighty man of God, he fades into the background and he brings the pastor forward to become the leader of the church because he's done the work. He's, he's imparted his apostolic doctrine. I know some of you are going to say, I'm attacking you. I'm not attacking you. And I say this very lovely. I know of a man, and I won't mention his name. He's despised and rejected. People look and laugh at him. But this man, planted three churches. And you know, this man has placed a pastor in every church that he founded and has released men and gone on. Why can't you be the same? Why can't you be the same? Do you know when you do this, your ministry as an apostle is going to blossom. You don't replace the pastor. You're there to bring forth his ministry. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. 
Father, I come to you humbly in the name of Jesus. And I remind myself in my prayer that Jesus is the head of the church. And God, though the church appreciate the gifts that Jesus has given unto the church for the perfecting of the church, for the edification of the body, and for the work of the ministry. God, so sadly, they misappropriating these gifts. Oh God, they confused it in the name of Jesus. And God, because they are confusing it, oh God, the church, the body of Christ is suffering. Apostles, Prophets and even teachers and evangelists of God have replaced the pastor. And of God, because of the lack of that caring ministry of God, because it's a separate grace to that of the other four. The church of God is filled with pain and confusion, oh God. And I pray in the name of Jesus once again, Father. And that, oh God, they would understand the role of each ministry. And God, they will place it in its true setting. Raise up again, God, pastors for the house. Men, oh God, who are married to the church. Men who know they are risen and they're not to go here, there, there, anywhere, this country and that country. They are to remain with the church, to provide for the church, to protect the church and to promote the church. Oh God. I remember pastors now, God, that have been pushed aside and shunned because of apostolic, prophetical ministry, evangelical ministry, and teaching ministry. God, comfort them, Lord, comfort them, comfort them. And oh God, because I pray this kind of prayers, people will look at me and point finger. But I'm wanting to do so, God, because you laid upon my heart a care for the body of Christ. Hallelujah. <laughs> I remember my friends, oh God, who are in the ministry. <coughs> I pray for them. I pray for Spike Abdurrahman. I haven't heard from him for a long time. Oh God, I pray for my friend Robert and Ellen Frank, oh God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I pray for Dawn Phillips and her husband, oh God, in Jesus' name. I pray for Lenny, Lenny Monsam who I raise up as a pastor. I pray for Neil Subnandan, oh God. I pray for Pastor Jacob, oh God. Denny Mudre, oh God. And there's so many others, Robert Moody, oh God. So many others. Oh God, you have touched my ministry. <laughs> I lift them up in your arms, I pray in Jesus' name. And I pray your blessing and anointing upon them as never before. Use them, O oh God, for your praise and your glory. And I thank you, God, for the ministry that was birthed in me at Open Door Assemblies. I pray for this move of God in Open Door. Use it and extend it, O oh God, to the four corners of the world. Remember my friend and fellow minister, good on, oh God, in Australia. Use him, oh God, in Jesus' name. Use him, oh God, in Jesus' name. Remember his wife and his family. 
with all the students that I touched when I was teaching in Bible colleges and seminaries, oh God. Use those that I've taught for your praise, your glory, and your honor. Remember my wife and my children. Bless them, oh God, for the sacrifice they've made over the years. Bless Ian now, God, for your praise and glory. Bless me, oh God, in Jesus' name. And Father, take this teaching on the pastoral ministry to the far four corners of the world. I pray that people will bear us up in the arms of prayer. I pray that people will write to us. I pray that people will support us in prayer. I pray that you will speak to people to minister as only you can in them and through them, O oh God. These tears are not in vain, God. These tears are not in vain. I seek your blessing. I seek you first and foremost, O God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God bless you and keep you. Have a good day. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.